The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let's get right into it. Um, this has been a really wild week for news, right? Um, so much going on. The Mueller report is out. I mean, I don't know why people are shocked by it, why people lie about everything. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically, you know, um, Trump, you know, Mueller cannot explicitly define Trump to be um, guilty of collusion. However, you know, it doesn't make him look any better. And I'm talking about Trump, you know, and uh, basically, you know, a lot of charges he could have gotten. The reason why he didn't is because people protected him and people would rather resign than break the law for him. And because they resigned, Instead of carrying out his orders, a lot of shit did stick. So there's a lot of things to go through. Um, I think I'm going to take an episode, not now, but I think I'm going to take an episode to do a summary of the 400 and something pages of the Mueller report. Because I know a lot of y'all are political nerds and y'all want to talk about it. I definitely want to talk about it because white people are crazy. Man, they do a lot of thug, thug, you know gangster shit but when it comes down to it they ain't really that gangster uh that's so that's popping off in the news beyonce breaking the internet once again she's uh she has this netflix uh uh special basically uh a doc on her coachella performance which is you know now baychella um, and one of the biggest stories that's coming out of this doc is her diet to get back in shape to perform. Now, according to Beyonce, she, um, this diet was a very strict vegan diet. Um, no sugar, no carbs, no meat, no dairy, um, uh, uh, no bread no fish and she was about um, postpartum about eight nine months when she performed so realistically I, I looked at that and you know I read a, lot, a couple articles one is on prevention that said that's a very dangerous diet postpartum for women and you know and you know Beyonce even said that she wouldn't do it again she pushed her body to the limit and let me, let me tell you something about postpartum food and diet. Now, if you are breastfeeding, you know, uh, according to experts, breastfeeding, if you're exclusively breastfeeding, you're already burning approximately 500 calories a day. And depending on how you eat, you know, they want you to eat a little bit more if you're breastfeeding. I'm going to use myself for the, for a prime example um, I am approximately almost seven months postpartum and 
I always don't eat right. And by that is because, you know, I'm with my baby all the time. You know, when she, when I wake up, she wakes up. (laughs) And when I go to the bathroom, she cries. So I spend a lot of time catering to her, nursing her, making sure she's okay. And a lot of times I'm just not hungry. And I forget to eat. And when I forget to eat, you know, by the time it's like 3, 4, 5 p.m., it's like, oh, shit, I haven't had anything to eat today. And it's not that I'm intentionally trying to starve myself. It's just that I don't have the appetite. My appetite hasn't really been the same since I've had my little baby. And not just because my appetite is the same, it's because I'm just so tired that I would rather like sneak in a nap versus going to get something to eat or getting something to eat, you know? And I know that that's not really the best because if you are breastfeeding or even if you aren't breastfeeding and you're still postpartum, you want to get your nutrients back, your hormones back in balance. You want to ensure that, you know, you're, you're, Helping your body heal because, you know, even five, six, seven, eight months postpartum, believe it or not, you're still healing. You know, you need like a year or so to heal from pregnancy. A year and a half is a comfortable timeline to heal from pregnancy. So especially if you're breastfeeding, it's really important that you get enough food So, I mean, I'm trying to work on a schedule to, you know, get in the morning, eat some oatmeal, in the afternoon, eat a snack, eat a sandwich, and then have a dinner. And that is challenging because I'm either really, 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 really tired or, you know, depending on how my baby is sleeping, that's, you know, I'm trying to like do emails and projects and write and all those other type of things, you know, adulting that I just always don't think I don't get a chance to eat, but I don't restrict my diet. I try just to eat as healthy as possible. When I do eat, make sure I try to eat vegetables every day um, or some type of, you know, I'm, I'm always eating spinach and broccoli and cauliflower and beans, pinto beans, drinking milk, eating cereal. I'm trying to always, you know, eating tuna and eggs. So I'm trying to eat as healthy as possible when I can, um, whenever I remember to eat. Now, Beyonce put herself on this restricted diet. Again, no sugar, no carbs, no bread, no meat, no fish. Um, what about some I forgetting? No sugar. So, you know, what exactly could she be eating? So I'm thinking she was probably eating a lot of um, um, veggies, like a lot of salads. You know, like spinach, tomatoes, probably with a little oil and vinegar. Um, you know, tomatoes, mushrooms, but, you know, at the same time, she's wealthy. So she has access to things that, you know, 
us everyday people don't have. So she probably had like a really a soul vegan chef coming there making like, you know, barbecue tofu out here in uh on the East Coast, there's this vegan castle that I used to go to and they used to have like some bomb ass vegan food. Also seasoned vegan up in Harlem. I haven't been there, but their menu looks so delicious. So I'm pretty sure she has someone like that. Um, you know, a, a vegan chef, a soul food vegan chef, perhaps come and create, um, uh, you know, appetizers and food for her, for her to eat throughout the day. So not only did she have a C-section, with her, for her twins, right? And this was like in 2018, I think. Not only did she have a C-section, she went, she, after her C-section, she went right into like dancing and, you know, getting ready and with this, this dangerous crash diet. And Beyonce has to be like a motherfucking, like angel from a different dimension because I had a C-section and like, I'm still recovering. So I can't imagine, you know, and, you know, Beyonce has been very open and candid about her, you know, her complications with having her her twins. Like she said, you know, she was like 220 pounds or something like that. And she was in ICU for, for some weeks, you know, with her babies. So I can't imagine her being released from the hospital post c-section and just going out to like you know going home getting some recovery time in with her babies and then going straight to work out and like dance and and do all the performance she did at coachella that is like wow to me like she's a fucking superhero because i like I'm almost seven months postpartum and I'm still trying to find my balance. And by that, like, okay, I could walk, but like before I got pregnant, I used to run down the stairs. Okay. I used to run down the stairs, jump up the stairs. Like, I mean, I was quick with it, you know, like run down the stairs, like be out. Now, you know, I'm like walking two feet to a step, you know, like I'm still like I can still feel it, you know, and I'm like, I mean, it's getting better the more I walk, but it's still something I feel like I'm not where I was, you know, before I was pregnant at all, not even close, but it takes time. So for her to do this, I'm like, damn, Beyonce. Wow. I mean, shit. I mean, I feel like a loser compared to that after reading that shit. So, okay. Back to her diet. What the hell was she eating? So she's probably eating oatmeal. So I figured, you know, I was going to actually write a fabulous mag post about, you know, possible uh, foods that Beyonce was eating. Because I kind of figured, you know, what she was probably eating. So I figured for breakfast, she probably eat oatmeal with like raisins and, and, and like cinnamon and like, 
you know, um, that um, honey. Well, no, she was vegan, so she wasn't eating honey. Um, what's that plant-based sugar that people like? I forgot the name of it, but y'all know what I'm talking about. That plant-based sugar. But she probably wasn't even eating that. I don't know. But she was probably having, but she wasn't eating dairy. But she was probably having like uh, maybe soy milk or rice milk or or um, cashew milk, perhaps. Probably one of those. So probably like a cup of cu- cashew milk and, you know, oatmeal with raisins and apples, like some, like natural sweeteners. Um, she wasn't eating bread. So she probably eat grapefruit. Um, I say grapefruit because like my grandma used to tell me that grapefruit is good for um, weight control. And I can't remember what I read, but I did hear, I did read somewhere that grapefruit is good for like if you're losing weight to eat grapefruit. And my grandmother would eat a, eat a grapefruit every morning after oatmeal. She'll cut a grapefruit in half. And she'll eat half the grapefruit. She'll sprinkle a little sugar on it, though. And then she'll just eat it. Just like that. That's how she would eat it every day. Um, But I figured that, you know, Beyonce would probably eat the grapefruit as is. Or pineapples. I'm pretty sure she just ate, like, you know, pineapples or watermelon, cherries. Like, something with a natural sweetener in it. Um, For lunch, she probably had, like you know, vegan sushi wraps. And I read this, like, thing, but vegan sushi wraps, where it's, like, actual, it's not fish, but it's, like, vegan, um, you know, spinach wraps with, like, um, vegan fish or, like, crab fish or something like that, but it's not really fish. It's, like, tofu or whatever, but they season it like crab. So she's probably eating a lot of tofu. Um, She's probably definitely eating a lot of greens, Nuts. She's probably cho- um, eating a lot of nuts, eating a lot of fruit. Um, she had to get her protein from somewhere, so I definitely think she was, you know, heavy on the tofu. Um, and a lot of uh, infused waters. I can see Beyonce doing that because I know she mentioned one time about drinking lemon and cayenne pepper or something like that when she needs to lose weight real fast. So she was probably drinking a lot of you know, infused waters, like, you know, blueberry waters and orange waters and, you know, different type of waters, aloe vera juice and shit like that, you know, to give her a different variety of taste. Now, I don't know how long she did this, but she did it. And she definitely does not, um, she definitely felt like she was pushing her body to the absolute extreme. And I definitely, um, I understand why she did it, but it's just so dangerous, you know? Um, she looked great for, um, you know, Coachella when she performed. Um, but it's just unfortunate we live in a society where, like, we have to feel like we have to be the smallest or, you know, our ways have to be super tiny and we have to just be this flawless looking person just to perform or just to be seen. You know, I mean, the fact that she has to do all this and pretty much put herself in jeopardy, 
you know, I don't know if she was breastfeeding or not, or if she is breastfeeding or was breastfeeding, but that's a lot for the body. You know, she's recovering from C-section from not just one baby, but two. And she's like doing this really um, excruciating diet. And I mean, again, she could do that because, you know, she has all the resources to pull it off. But your everyday woman... I could not do that. Not just because I don't have the resources, but I would be hungry as fuck. Like breastfeeding, I'd be hungry as sh- that's that's the thing about breastfeeding. Like when I'm breastfeeding in the morning, I don't get that hungry. But by mid-afternoon, early evenings when I get hungry, and I I get hungry when I'm breastfeeding in the middle of the night sometimes. Like I know when my baby is going through like a growth spurt and she doesn't and she has a hard time uh, sleeping and she's up and I have to nurse her every hour, I am hungry as fuck because that she takes all the nutrients out of me. Like everything that's in my body, she sucks it and slurps it all out. Like, you know, I have to take my iron pills every day now because on top of not eating as consistently as I should you know I'm anemic already so that makes me even more sleepier so I have to take my pills you know to keep up with her and that's a lot so I mean shout out to Beyonce for doing it because she pulled it off she looked great um, of course, white people were in their feelings when uh, Beyonce got to Netflix because why not? <laughs> That's what they do. And uh, she she pulled it off. Now, what I am shocked, I am shocked to learn that Beyonce gets paid half of what Ariana, Ariana, not Ari Granda, <laughs> Ari Granda, Grand, that's her name, not Granda, because she's not Hispanic. Ariana Grande, grungy or whatever. <laughs> Ariana Grande. <laughs> she gets paid twice as much as Beyonce. Like, I can't even name an Ariana song. And I don't understand how she gets paid twice as Beyonce. Beyonce is like a world-renowned entertainer. And she only gets paid $4 million for... Coachella and Ariana gets paid $8 million. That is, wow, flagrant to me. I don't understand it. I really, really don't understand that. So, that's some bullshit. That's why I really can't stand for girl. I can't be her stand. I can't fan for her. I can't put no money in her pocket. Because I can't. I can't with her. Between her blackfishing and, ugh. What's that song that 2 Chains put her on? I can't remember. It's like a controversy around it, too. She's singing a hook that she had no business singing, and they was asking her why they just couldn't get the original artist. I want to say it's Ashanti, but I can't recall. But yeah, I just can't get with her. She's, uh, she's late. Very late. Very late. But that's what it is, but I'm I'm standing Beyonce. I really fucks with that. I mean, I fuck with her 
for doing the most because that is absolutely the most and I understand why she has to do the most. I mean, picture it. Like she's like the one of the best in the business like right now. She's been relevant for over a decade and she still has to go over and beyond and put her health at risk just to compete with Ariana Grande? Girl, bye. Anyway, and nigga news. Um, have y'all seen this post going around? It's like a hypothetical. It's like a hypothetical nigga post. A typical post. It's like, um, it starts off like you know, a neurosurgeon makes like four hundred thousand dollars a year, and it's a black woman, and she marries a uh, uh, frontline retail manager frontline is the the sneaker store and she pays for the wedding she pays for everything she already has a house um she buys him a brand new lexus and all her friends call her stupid do you agree with her friends or disagree You know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like a Tyler Perry on own network series. Like I just picture like this executive black woman that works for this big company makes all this money, right? And she's like rich and wealthy and then like she falls in love with like the dude at the newspaper stand. I <laughs> like you know if she divorces her rich husband because he's that attentive and then like every day she picks up this newspaper from the same newspaper stand and he like compliments her or gets her really flustered and she can't stop thinking about him and then like she goes to a party and he's like there as a special guest of honor or something like that. And then like she gets to know him for who he is and like she loves him and blah, blah, blah. And then like, you know, her friends and family don't agree with her dating a newsstand guy because he's just a newsstand guy. And then like, you know, she's like, fuck it. Money is nothing. And they get married and live happily, happily ever after. That's what that sounds like to me. Wasn't like Soul Food, the TV series, something similar to that? Vanessa, um, what's her name? She she was playing Vanessa Williams' character. And like Boris Kojo was like the UPS guy or something like that. I can't remember. It was so long ago. But yeah. So quintessentially, it was posted on like Black Father's page or something like that on Facebook, you know. So quintessentially, the idea is... If a woman is more wealthier than the man, it shouldn't really matter because, you know, love is, is, you can't put a number on love, you know, and men marry women that aren't wealthy all the time. But there's a, a stark difference between the two. Like, men don't need to marry women for money because one, you know, generally, Men make more money than women, especially if they have the same education in the same career field. Um, two, you know, men don't need to be, doesn't, don't really need women to sustain their livelihood. 
not to say that women need men, but, you know, men, you know, typically marry women because they want to, um, they want to continue their lineage. You right. They want to, they want to have a partner they can trust, continue their lineage and, you know, provide for their family. I mean, unless I'm wrong, not saying that wives and women can't provide for their family because that's absolutely not true. You know, a partnership really takes two. But I think the problem that I have with this whole scenario is that, you know, it's expected that there are absolutely no equal partners when it comes to black women who cross over the imaginary middle middle class line. Like, even if a, a black woman is wealthy, it's always, you should be happy you find somebody that loves you, no matter who they are, where they come from, whether they're equally um, um, the same, whether they're, you know, on par with each other, whether they have similar backgrounds. It, it just seems like it doesn't matter because you should just be happy that someone loves you for you, you know? And that's not really, that's not really the standard for anybody else, at least in my opinion, when it comes to dating, you know, um, certainly not when it comes to men, but it seems like when it comes to black women, it doesn't matter if they're like a teacher, a stripper, uh, a stay-at-home mom, or a doctor, is always be happy that you found at least one person who will accept you for who you are. No matter if they're accomplished or not, no matter if they're educated or not, it's always, you should just be happy with what you got. And I think that's kind of fucked up. I mean, we already went through the $20, <laughs> the $25 engagement ring tobacco, but I just feel like, you know, it's okay to aim higher, you know? And we shouldn't have to just be happy to have you know, something, you know, that's like, you know, how does the world look at us? We shouldn't just be happy with just something. We should really want to aspire and should have the support to aspire for any and everything that we want as women, as people who have to navigate the society, you know, we shouldn't have to just be okay with the bare minimum. Of course, somebody should love us. We're amazing. The fuck? <laughs> you know? So I thought that was, it's a weird conversation. And it's always, always presented by men, which is weird to me. But hey, whatever. They'll be the same niggas that be crying about child support. And it's like, okay, bro. Cool story. Speaking of 
cool stories. I just want to thank my Patreon supporters. Whether you continue to support me or you have supported me, I just want to thank y'all so much. Because of y'all, I will be at Potting in Color NYC. Okay, I'm so Potting Live NYC is going to be May 11th. All right, I'm going to actually put a link out so y'all can see it. Potting Live at NYC with some of the coolest, dopest black black podcasters in the tri-state area. Um, Dainty Thug will be featured. So it's really, really cool. I'm super excited because, you know, um, I'm still kind of new to the podcasting um, world. You know, my world is print and digital media. I mean, I actually started off in radio i mean some of y'all know that some of y'all don't know that when i started off in radio i was uh i was in high school well middle school rather when i started you know being interested in radio i used to go to my local community college um on the weekend when they would allow me (laughs) and i would go there and like listen to the hip-hop show and kind of like get in the mix and when i was in college i would do like some guest hosting on my local college radio show. So, I mean, this is kind of where I got my start at. But, you know, it's a different medium still. But I'm interested in seeing some of y'all. So, if y'all want to come, it's completely free. All right? It's completely free. And it's May 11th. So, I'll be putting a link. So, if you follow Dinty Thug on Facebook... Follow Dainty Thug on Instagram. Follow Dainty Thug on Twitter. If you want to hit up my personal Facebook page, just find me at Rosa Sparks on Facebook. I will definitely be um, sharing more links. I've already started sharing it on the Instagram and Facebook. So just hit me up and let me know because I definitely want to see y'all and meet y'all in person. So, um... I am going to record a second episode because I want to get into Game of Thrones because, bitch, everybody going to fucking die in Game of Thrones, goddammit. And I have a list of people that I think are going to fucking die and I want to know if I'm right or wrong. (laughs) So, again, thank you, Patreon supporters. I really, really appreciate y'all. And I know I am completely discombobulated with Patreon. I'm still trying to learn how to navigate it properly so I can make y'all feel like y'all are really, you know, really supporting me. And I'm really trying to do something here, right? Because Patreon is a different animal that I'm still learning how to navigate. So... Uh, I'm working on it, I promise. But thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Again, it's because of y'all. Pot and Lava NYC is possible for me. And more eyes on Dainty Thug means more eyes on Fabulize, which means we can get out here and get this shit together. Yeah, and we can just keep breaking barriers and breaking doors and doing awesome shit together. So, all right, so... Stay tuned to the next episode where I talk about Game of Thrones and I will see y'all.
definitely in a few days. But I definitely want to see y'all May 11th. Pot and Live NYC. All right.